A great story always begins with the front page. Welcome back to the front pages where we discuss relevant sports news and nothing but facts. My name is Paige. Y'all know the drill. Episode 18, we live. This episode will be a lot calmer (laughs) than last week's episode, but still a lot of hot topics that happened within the past week. And let's just jump right into it. We'll be talking about the FCs today and some other sports news like Team USA and Stephen A. Smith. So before we get into that, I want to make sure you guys are all following the front pages on Instagram. That's where we'll have more engaged content. And I've been working on some things for that page. So I'm really excited for that. So make sure you're following so you do not miss out. So for a networking tidbit, I know a lot of former Cougs do listen to this podcast. So if you went to the University of Houston and you are now a coach at any level, I highly recommend you go follow at UH alums on Twitter. They are trying to build a network of coaches that are former Cougs. They will be posting opportunities, um, tips, and hosting different events. I definitely think it is important to be in a community of like-minded individuals, and this is a perfect opportunity. So that's at U-H-A-L-U-M-S. And no, I am not running this Twitter account. I posted this on my personal Instagram, and everyone just thought it was tied to me, and it is not tied to me. I just saw the tweet, and I thought to share it because the more the merrier, and I know that I follow a lot of U of H people, so why not, right? So before we do get into the bulk of this episode, I just wanted to shout out, shed some honors on a few individuals, starting out with Naomi Osoka. She actually teamed up with Barbie to produce her own Barbie role model doll, and I think this is so cool. Um, The doll is actually wearing her outfit from the 2020 Australian Open, and this made me think back to my cousin destiny she actually used to collect all the special barbie dolls like literally every holiday every theme barbie she had and she never opened them she never freaking opened any of them and me growing up i was a straight tomboy um did not have a doll i think the only doll i had was a smurf doll because every doll my parents bought me i was a kid to rip off the heads so why waste your money right (laughs) um but back to the moral story this doll is gonna definitely be worth a lot in the future um just considering how young naomi osoka is within her career i definitely can see this doll being on a collector's item. It sold for $29.99 and it sold out like minutes after it was released. So if you were interested in the Barbie doll, I hope you did get this doll for your children or your future children or the future generation or whatever you use it for if you're like a collector like my cousin. Um, But I just think it's pretty cool that she was able to do this. I think she's one of those individuals who hopes to inspire the next generation being so young in her career that's kind of what she's built her presence around it's just 
being an inspiring and evolving athlete. I, I couldn't figure out the word I was trying to say. What word was I trying to say? I don't know, but she's definitely um, could be sought to be a role model and for some young ladies, especially those who look to get into the tennis career, the tennis field. Um, and yeah, I just think that's real dope. Like you got your own personal Barbie doll. That's lit. I hope one day I'm wealthy enough to have Barbie make a Barbie doll after me. <laughs> I also have to make mention of Allison Felix. She has just blown me away by changing the narrative of what it means to be a mom in the professional sports industry. Just recently, her Athleta and the Women's Sports Foundation partnered together to announce the creation of hashtag Power of She Fund, which is basically a child care grant. This grant will commit $200,000 to fund child care costs for professional mom athletes that are headed to Tokyo. And I think this is so big because why has no one ever thought about this? These women need help. Some of these women are even single moms or, or are doing parenting on their own so that they need the assistance. And I think this is just great. Um, Athleta, Allison Felix, Women's Sports Foundation, round of applause to you guys for even considering this. For the breakdown, each chosen athlete will receive $10,000 to provide the resources and support that mom athletes need to focus on excelling their careers. That is just... That is big. That is monumental. That is something that our male counterparts never thought about. And I I just, I love the route that Allison Felix has taken. And it means so much. And I don't even have no kids. But I know child care is expensive. Like, child care low-key be rent. And them kids can't work, so they can't pay rent. But yeah, kudos to you, Allison Felix. This is why she is one of my favorite athletes of all time on and off the track. She just continuously impresses me. And I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to supporting her this Olympic round and also just her brand and everything that she's just kind of doing. I just feel empowered when I see these type of things. And I really, I don't have no kids, y'all. This literally has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to go be a professional athlete. This literally cannot benefit me in any way besides empowering me as a woman. So, yes, I'm just that deserved honor here on the front pages. And one more special mention, Zayla Avant-Garde. Everyone, if you do not know that name, you will know it now. This is our 2021 Spelling Bee Champion of this year. And this actually marks the first time an African-American has won the National Spelling Bee. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I have never participated in a spelling bee. Spelling is not my forte. There are words that confuse me. I cannot sound them out, better yet spell them. 
So this 14 year old is definitely changing the game, but wait, there is more to her than just spelling. She actually views this as a secondary hobby, ladies and gentlemen. So she definitely used more than 10% of her brain because she owns three Guinness World Records. And oh, I used to read the Guinness World Record books and I used to be so impressed by the things that people could do. And it's almost like, how can you even figure out you can do that? One of her Guinness records is her riding a unicycle while dribbling five basketballs. How? How do you even figure that you can do that? How do you even ride a unicycle? I do not understand, but sis is talented and I am just so, so proud of you. The sky is not the limit for her. She wants to play in the WNBA because her basketball skills is on point. She is a point guard. I saw some highlight tape from her and I was like, yo, this girl is very skilled. She, her basketball IQ level is extremely high. The way that she thinks and interpret things, it's impressive. And I'm like, wow, what, what was I doing at 14 years old? I think I was just playing soccer. I, I don't know what I was doing at 14 years old. I definitely wasn't that. So kudos to her, Zayla Avant-Guard. You have officially changed the world. So now let's get right into the FCs because we have numerous awards to talk about. And I will tell you if I agree or disagree with those choices of some of the awards. And then we also have some outstanding speeches. But before we get there, let's start at the host of this FCs this year around was Anthony Mackie. Um, was I a fan? Not really. Now, he is an outstanding actor. I appreciate him stepping outside of that role and trying something new, hosting the Epsies. Yeah, but in his acting, I don't see him to be a comedic relief. Is that the word? I don't just see him being funny. Is that? Yeah, I don't see him being funny like that. So... Like the jokes he was making, it Loki was kind of making me cringe for some of them. It was kind of weird. It really was kind of weird to me. I feel like they could have chose someone else, to be honest. And I enjoy him. Like you may recognize him from like I think Captain America, um, Ant Man, Avengers, things like that. And my point exactly, they're not comedy movies. Those are action movies. So to have him host, I feel like that was just kind of weird. Um, but I guess in essence it worked. I just wasn't the biggest fan of the commentary and, you know, the jokes that he made, but I don't know. Maybe he could have been nervous. Maybe this is just him. I don't know. I don't really know. But the Epsies overall, I really enjoyed watching it this year. I think it was just very inclusive. And this was the first year that it was held in New York and the first year that it was back in person as last year, it was virtual due to the pandemic, which we are still in. So let's get into some of these awards. Maya Moore was awarded the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. And 
I think this is so fitting. If you don't know Maya Moore, she plays within the WNBA and she actually paused her career to help overturn a wrongful conviction of Jonathan Irons in which she was successful. Her having the courage to put her career on pause to go and help another individual, if that's not courage, I don't know what is. And to see her so passionate about just social injustice and reforming it and helping others who were wrongfully convicted, I think it's just monumental. And she's been the face of that movement. And in her speech, she even just talked about power. She talked about the importance of using power to lift others up. And if you don't, have that speech available or you were unable to watch the Epsies, I'd highly recommend you go and look it up and watch it. It was very emotional, but needed. And I'm glad that she utilized this stage to do so. For best collegiate female athlete, was awarded to UConn guard Paige Buckers. And I totally agree with this award. I think she's super talented. Her skill level is super high. She was able to lead her team there in the March Madness. And her speech was also monumental there at the FC. She talked about the influence that black women have had in her life. And I think that the statistic that she used was that over 80% of the awards at the end of last year's season was given to black female athletes in the WNBA and they did not receive as much media coverage as their white counterparts. And I think this was a great addition to her speech just to put things into perspective for those who may not be aware. And I, I don't think I even knew that statistic. So that's very interesting to learn that. But I think it was very eye-opening to hear it from her. And, you know, she just said that she will stand by behind the black women in her life and she will continue to follow and follow their lead and also fight for them so kudos to Paige Buckers definitely think that award was well deserved and you know what while we're on the topic of speeches I have to bring up LaMelo Ball, he was awarded the best breakthrough athlete in which I agree with this award because of just his journey. And I think about like how hard his dad went for all of his kids, really, but just how significant his journey has been with the Charlotte Hornets. And his speech was so short. I think he went up to the stage and was like, he was thinking about a speech, then it started to rain and he just was like, thanks mom, and literally walks off stage. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Were you lit? Like, cause he had these glasses on. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? But you know, everyone does not, everyone stands for something different. So just like we saw different speeches from Maya Moore and Paige Buckers, I'm not mad at his speech at all. I think um, it was very fitting for him and yeah. But that wasn't the only funny speech that I saw. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the best team award, which I do feel like is fitting. I think they would have had competition if the Brooklyn Nets were still in the playoffs or even in the finals. I think they would have had a good run here for the best team award. I really can't 
think of anyone else on the top of my head as far as like team goes. Maybe Arizona uh, women's basketball team. Maybe they could have been in contention for that. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won that award. And Gronk, yo, Gronk goes on stage and he talks about his experience on the first day of practice. And he was like, (laughs) they got a whole lot of talent. And at first, how things just kind of wasn't gelling together for the team. And the coach just kept reiterating that it's going to come together. It's going to work out. And it did. And he was just like, and that's why we just kept whooping Nate. And he just stops. And I'm like, I look, he would hang out with Grunk. I want to hang out with him for a day just to, like, laugh. I feel like he is a lit individual and someone who is very outgoing with an awesome personality from what the media has allowed us to see. And I would love to hang out with him for a day. I'm not going to lie. He had me laughing. For best woman sports athlete that was awarded to Naomi Osaka, agreed. Um, best athlete for men's sports, Tom Brady, the GOAT, agreed. Um, best college athlete for men's sports that was awarded to Devontae Smith, agreed. Because you know I am a super fan. Can't wait to see him this upcoming season. And then, let's see, what else did we have? I think that's all the awards that I really wanted to mention. But overall, the FC is great this year. I think they had a good variety of candidates in attendance. And yeah, one day I'm going to be at the Epsys, and I'm speaking that into existence. Oh, wait, 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 Before we move topics, before we move topics, they did give the Best NBA Player Award to Steph Curry. Now, this one, I don't think I'm in agreement with. I don't understand what the actual – and not saying he's not a talented player. He did have a good season. He basically held down the Warriors by himself. But – I don't think he was the best NBA player this season. What do y'all think? Maybe maybe I'll ask that for the question of the week about the rewards. Hmm. Man, but anyways, let's talk a little basketball. Team USA, the men are down 0-2 after losing two exhibition games against Nigeria, which was actually a close game, and then Australia last night. Um, I think people are overreacting, even though, you know, in the past team USA has completely dominated this sport in the Olympics. They have almost like sometimes went undefeated in some, I think it's still early on. This is not the Olympics. And I think (laughs) people are just so funny, like Twitter can't handle this. They are not handling this well. You've seen clips saying, oh, these guys can't play without the NBA refs, which in an instance, I think they do have to get a little bit more used to the physicality aspect of it. But it's still early on. A lot of the players are not there just yet. Um, I I definitely think that Booker is going to make a difference. He won't be the only difference, but I, I think he will definitely be a big difference in For the roster, you got KD, who's been, which actually this will make his fourth U.S. basketball player to be selected three or more Olympic games. So that's cool. He's going to be the captain. Then you have Bam. You got Bradley Bill. You got D-Book, like we said, Jeremiah Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday. 
uh, Zach Levine, Damian Leonard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason um, Tatum. So you're still missing Booker. You're still missing Holiday. And you're also still missing Middleton. And I think they will also make up that starting lineup. So fear not. A lot of people are also blaming um, Coach Popovich from the Spurs. Some saying he just needs to retire. He hasn't been right since Tim Duncan. <laughs> and okay, I can see the narrative, but he's not there alone. He still has Steve Kerr there, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright, the coach from Villanova. But I, I just think it's, it's very early on. It, it very adds some interesting dynamic to the U.S. basketball team. I think that overall... It's been funny to watch, and when the Olympics do get started here at the end of this month, I think more people are going to be engaged now just because of the controversy that's surrounding it now. So I'm excited to see how that leads up. The ladies just made their way to Vegas, so their competition will begin today, I believe. They will have an exhibition game. I'm not sure who they're playing. I need to look that up um, to see what their actual schedule is, and look, if the men can't do it, we know for sure the women going to go out there and dominate. So I'm just overall excited for that aspect of the Olympics. Track and field is going to be lit. Um, definitely going to tune into some gymnastics, tune into some swimming. Uh, what are you guys going to tune into for the Olympics? What do you normally tune into for the Olympics? I think I think a lot of us sometimes just catch whatever is on TV whenever we're available. But I'm going to be tuned in for sure because, look, we got to talk about it, okay? So while we are on the topic of basketball and talking about things, I have to bring up Stephen A. Smith. His remarks as of lately have not been the best. Um, Very insensitive in a sense. I believe when Team USA actually lost to Nigeria on first take, he was just shattering the the players, the other players' last names, their names, and, like, not even making an effort to pronounce them correctly. And it was very insensitive on how he did so. And I I honestly could not believe – well, I can believe it in a sense just because of his personality and how he kind of showcases himself on that show. But it was just – it was very odd for him to make those type of comments because – I mean, I don't have a difficult name. Like, my name is Paige Lawrence. Like, my name is very simple. But I know how agitated I get when someone misspells my name. And it's like, I have one of the easiest names. But I can imagine for someone who may have had challenges with their name because it's not a common name. And sometimes some people's name is their brand. So for him just to not, to take the approach that he did take I just found it very insensitive. And then also the comments he made about the baseball players, it, it definitely, it it's not sitting well. He did put out a statement on Twitter saying that, well, about the baseball players saying that that was not his intentions to be sensitive to the Asian community because he was basically saying that the number one baseball player should not be someone who needs a translator. And it's just been a bad week for Stephen A. Like, you know that meme where it was like, I'm going to need you to log off. That's definitely him right now. He needs to go ahead and just take a back burner right now. 
because you can't go on national TV and say those type of things. I, I personally believe, I know we live in a world where it's free speech and I, I'm, and I'm a fan of Stephen A. Smith. Like I'm a fan of his work. I'm a fan of his hustle, his work ethic. But at the end of the day, some things like that, I cannot agree with and be in agreement with. So I hope he gets it together. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how ESPN and his employers will handle this situation because social media, and, and it sucks because we do live in this cancel culture, but like, it's almost like a temporary cancel culture. It's one of those cultures where, oh, let's make an uproar about it. And then it dies down and then it's safe. So I wonder what PR tactics will he take in this route because he's gonna need it he's gonna need it right now because he's rubbing a lot of communities the wrong way in my opinion so to end this episode i wanted to bring up something pretty cool instead of a historical fact today but coming in the fall there will be a documentary over the soto high school which is a high school within the dfw area now if you're not aware of the soto I'm pretty sure if you went to school in Texas and you played sports, you encountered a DeSoto team, no matter what sport. This school produces some of the best athletes I have seen um, running against them in my high school. It was always a challenge, but we were able to prevail sometimes over them. But overall, this school has just done outstanding things on the athletic side of things. And for their football team, the Eagles view will be a 10 episode series plus playoff bonus shows, which will be coming this fall on Netflix. So that's pretty cool. And I think it's a great platform for these high school athletes because these are the athletes that kind of go to those division one schools and make big names out of themselves. And with the change of NIL and all of that legislation, I think this will be pretty cool exposure for this program. I think it's about time. And I know the whole city is in support of this movement for Netflix to come to DeSoto. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. This has been episode 18. Make sure you're following the front pages on Instagram. But until next Monday, peeps, we out.